Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Well, it's here, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. We've boarded up the windows, we've lit the fire, loaded our pistols, hidden our gold bullion and our children, turned our phones to silent mode and are now playing the waiting game. Somewhere up above is Santa. Do you hear what I hear? Silver bells, angels harking at the moon. To add insult to injury, apparently Santa wants to kiss my mum. The cheek of it. No, I say. No. A big Christmas shout-out to Spirit Animal, an all-around awesome person, Torsha, who's been in our Facebook group for a little while now. Torsha had recently shared with us that her and her Mark, who I imagine is a human being, they're engaged to be married. Actually, her post just said engaged, so she could be engaged in combat, chess, water polo. We have no way of knowing. Let's assume they mean wedding, though, and wish them a big Merry Christmas wedding congratulations from everyone at the Hawk and Cleaver offices. Kez will fly over. He'll bring the bunting. I'll bring the cake. Dan will bring um, a quiche. He, he can rustle up a cracking quiche. That's how Dan is known in the, in the United Kingdom as the quiche whisperer. The music in today's episode has been provided by Toilet Roll Tube. Yes, that's Toilet Roll Tube, all one word and Lena Orsa. Thank you so much for your Christmas contribution, and I hope you guys are having a cracking Christmas day. By the way, the artwork of today's special episode is an artist's rendition of the true face of Santa Claus, drawn by Richard Reynolds, and to me it's a photorealistic representation of the red-jacketed one who slays bells and people. All we can do now, people, 
of the world is holding back and wait for the Boxing Day sunlight to burn his flesh and reduce him to ash for one more year. So to wait him out and to help us along we have four flash fiction stories submitted by you guys in the hawk and cleaver facebook group the first of which is elf 2006 written by owen bailey byrne and narrated by josh curran it had been 10 years now since the 25th of december had become a day to hide in your home barricade every window and door breathe as quietly as you dared and never ever pull a cracker 10 years since the incident at the biodeity snowtopia trademark site in lapland had changed the world forever and it was all down to a simple mistake. In 2076, Biodeity had decided to put all their dwindling resources into a surefire credit spinner to develop something that no one else had. Something that would rake the credits in year after year. A Christmas paradise where millions of children would scream at their parents endlessly until they took them. A perfect seasonal retreat that had Santa reindeer, and real, alive elves. But they were on the brink of bankruptcy, so all the staff developing the engineered life forms were working triple hours and covering four or five positions at the same time. No one noticed the simple error in the ELF basic programming until it was too late. They wanted their Snowtopia, trademarked, to be filled with little happy fellows making all kinds of traditional toys out of organic materials. Unfortunately, the bio-deity tech, who was on input duties on the fateful day, typed in organism. And with those simple keystrokes, the fates of 70% of the human population of the world and 96% of the animal kingdom were sealed. The grand opening of Snowtopia, trademarked, was a massacre. High up officials from all countries of the world had been in attendance with their families when the ELFs had been activated and immediately pounced on the nearest people, ripping their limbs off as easily as meat from a slow cooker. They hunted down everyone who tried to run, bringing their dripping, dismantled bodies back to the main hall of Snowtopia, trademarked, where they sorted the remains into type. Arms, legs, fingers, eyeballs, heads, and many more subcategories, ready to be used for the making of the toys. The ELFs were programmed to tirelessly create amazing gifts for children on Christmas. Then rest. None of the investigating biodeity security teams found any sign of them following the incident. They must have found shelter somewhere out in the snow, where they remained dormant until the early hours of December 24th, 2077. The last theory I read on the Ultranet before the servers fell silent was that they had returned to Snowtopia, trademarked, to begin their work again. But finding nothing suitable to build the toys with, 
they started travelling the surrounding lands, amassing more and more bloody materials, stitching them together into terrible creations, with bone and entrails, nerves and tendons. The first two or three years, Biodeity managed to keep things hidden, but every year the ELFs built new assistants to help with the great task. And every year they took more and more people, then disappeared until the next year. There are only a few of us left now. You ain't getting it here, Santa. You know your killer right there. They eat carrots, you know. All the better for seeing things in the dark with, you know, to kill stuff. Anyway, the next story is Claws is Coming to Town. Written by John Shields and narrated by Persephone Rose. It was difficult to know where or when it actually started, or who carried the curse for that matter. The curse was like a spine to a book so that every page of their lives had been controlled by its influence. It held them in place and stopped them from being free. And then the spine of their book finally cracked open. A fog had swept through the village of Wren, like clawing fingers emerging from the ground. The bright Christmas lights which decorated the houses were the only thing holding back the malevolent mist. It soaked the houses with an earthy smell and filled each street with blindness. The Kringle family were nicely settled into their comfortable home. Despite the trappings of Christmas, Mr. and Mrs. Kringle couldn't help but share nervous and uncomfortable glances at each other. The TV projected merry films into the living space, but the pair looked straight past it. At the back of both of their minds was the haunting thoughts of Holly's imaginary friend and the one-way conversations in the shadows. Mrs. Kringle had lived through ghastly things in her life that seemed to follow her to the dark corners of her home. Over the years, they had grown used to the idea of the house being haunted. They had seen the writhing spirit themselves. Recently, these haunting visions had increased. The pale hands and pallid face staring from a corner of an unlit room were the white teeth exposed by an eternal scream which quickly disappeared with light. Mr. Kringle had hidden most of the paranormal activity from his family. It was a relief to explain things away. Sometimes he would mask the world he knew in circumstance and hope. One thing for sure, the frequency of these inexplicable events had increased as Holly grew older. And now, the nights before Christmas, yet more things had happened which set their minds on edge. Only a few hours ago, Mr. and Mrs. Kringle had witnessed a spine-shivering event. He had been proudly arranging some of the presents under the tree. A different world had been crafted, far removed from his own childhood. Then there was the sound of glass cracking, like newly placed ice into water. At face height, right next to his eye, a pink bobble was cracking. For the briefest of moments, he heard those familiar whispers, those dark voices that filled his nightmares. Then the bauble lifted 
its delicate silver thread stretching on its branch. Then it was gone. He turned his head to see the bauble semi-shattered on the floor next to Mrs. Kringle's bare feet and an indentation in the wall next to her head. Sometimes things were easily explained away with a glass of wine, and before they knew it, it was time for Holly to sleep. Sometimes voices are eternal. It's time for bed now. Yes, Santa's coming tonight. That's right, he'll give you some presents. Don't worry, he always finds a way to get in. If you don't go to sleep, Santa won't come. A forced cheer behind every word. Sleep soon stole her away. The Kringles had a sleep filled with loneliness. Both lay vulnerable, with no control over their lives. Mr. Kringle had visions of a single silver bell rolling over and over. The little tiny bell, like a tinkling scream, rattled across the floor. Mrs. Kringle saw much more. Christmas Day arrived. In the night, there must have been a heavy snowfall. The bright white snow was glowing through the windows of the family home. Mr. Kringle stretched. It was Christmas. But where were those little footsteps? The Kringles walked down the hallway to Holly's bedroom. It was icy cold. Mr. Kringle's hand rested on the door. The large window had been thrown open wide. The curtains caught by the wind, moving forward like stretching arms. Violence littered the empty room. Across the snow-filled gardens were tiny imprints calved horribly into the snow. A single silver bell rolled out from under the semi-darkness of Holly's bed. Now, Christmas time isn't all doom and gloom. Occasionally people like to wrap up little presents and stick them in their socks and hand them to one another. And we've done just that for you. We got one of our socks, took it right off Ben's foot, gave it a quick, you know, get the dust out of there, give it a quick whip around, run it under a cold tap, (laughs) plucked out a few loose toenails, and we filled that sock up with some Christmas presents. So head over to hawkandcleaver.com forward slash Christmas to find some freebies, some downloads, and all that jazz to help give you something to smile about during this horrible, horrible, evil Christmas time. The next story to help us get through the day is Christmas Surprise, written by Scott Berger and narrated by Jasmine Arch. Snowflakes fell lazily, blanketing the yard of the rural Illinois home as a Christmas carol wafted out of the house barely audible over the stillness of the late December air. Noel, the owner of the aforementioned home, crouched just outside, trying to keep a four-year-old son simultaneously calm, warm and quiet. Not an easy task, considering it was below freezing and they had just seen her husband and his father slain. Mommy, I'm cold, he whispered through chattering teeth. And she was sure that he was, given that they really hadn't had a chance to change out of his pyjamas before all hell broke loose. I know, baby, but I need you to be Mommy's brave big boy. Can you do that for Mommy? He clutched himself to her as they hid desperately between a line of shrubs and their home. He squeezed his lips together in a determined fashion and bobbed his little head up and down in an accent. Good boy, she said, trying to be brave. 
She had managed to grab a kitchen knife as they desperately retreated out the back and she squeezed the hilt to convince herself she could protect them. If it came to that. God, she hoped it didn't come to that. Mommy? Who was that? The bad man? He asked, barely audible because he was talking from a face that was buried in her shoulder. Shh. It's not important, honey. Which was only half a truth. The other half was she wasn't sure if she could accept the reality of what was actually happening. Not even a half hour before, they had been sitting in their living room around a fire and their tree, listening to Christmas carols, laughing and deciding on the gift they would all open that night, when out of nowhere there came a crash outside, louder than thunder and seeming grossly out of place on the tranquil evening. Steve went to investigate, only barely making it to the door as it exploded inward. He was thrown back and she, of course, had instinctively grabbed her son, Jasper, to keep him safe. Steve tried to get up, still dazed from the suddenness of it all, clambering to his knees. Noel, you two stay back. A shot rang out, thundering through the night as buckshot erupted through the open doorway. Blood, pink mist, and Steve's head was gone. The now limp mask collapsed to the floor. Noelle was stricken with shock as she looked on in dumbfounded horror, still clutching her son. She was finally shaken to her senses as the large man lurched into the house. Motherly instincts overpowered her panic and she scooped up Jasper and retreated out the back door to where they now hid. Are we safe now, Mommy? But before she could respond, there was the crunch of a footstep as a loud voice approached the shrub line and bellowed. We're nearly there, you son of a bitch, we've nearly done it. Carl had the idea of uh, lacing some cookies with arsenic and we threw them out the window. Carl says that apparently Santa can't resist the cookie. It's what feeds his evil Christmas cheer. So, let's see if he'll take the bait. One more story then to see us through. Snowflakes by John Shields. He sat next to the large patio window transfixed by layer upon layer of snowflakes, which obscured the rear of the garden. Each intricate, frozen fingerprint so different to the last, but yet identical to the casual observer. They drifted and collided like fragmented forts, entwining and collapsing into each other before being lost. Each snowflake as delicate as the last, as they obscured his view but also allowed a clarity. It wasn't the now, but it was the things behind the now that suddenly seemed important. He could once again feel the snow crunch under his feet as he sank deeper into the ground and that familiar layered pleasure of destruction. The falling web of white circled and faces emerged between the emptiness. The boy so young and fresh-faced, another child with blood-red ribbons and a heart so pure he wanted to experience it. A girl had nearly raised the alarm in his younger days, her eyes blurry with sleep and dreams. Her name was Lucy. He always found out their names. It was more fulfilling that way. He concealed himself in a way that seemed like second nature, and when her eyelids eventually closed, fluttering like two beautiful butterflies, he had moved towards Lucy. The snow fell heavier now, so that their collision formed a blank canvas for his memories, while the music from the shared station became an extra layer of noise for him to sink into. Graham had been a favourite of his, his fists clenched against the steel bars of his chair. Why couldn't he have a favourite? What was wrong with that? Nobody ever found out. 
it had taken him some time to get in at first. Sometimes his usual methods didn't work. Eventually, as always, he found a way. How long is it safe to linger when you know you have the control? That taste, pure innocence, was treacle, and now he longed to swallow it again and again. Unclenching his hands, he rubbed his cheek. It was sore and unfamiliar. He pushed his long nails into the shaving scabs which littered his face. Why had it all changed? He leaned forward into the window to see the old wrinkled thing with bulging eyes. It wasn't alone. Next to it was a tall, angry stretch of muscle, and then the hands clamped down with great pressure. Don't lean forward, Chris. You might fall and end up hurting yourself again. You hear me? The words came from thin lips, but were spoken by steel rods of strength, pushing on his shoulders. Let me wheel you over to the rest of the senile's. They're doing the secret Santa shit. He heard a deep whine resonate around him, but didn't know where it came from. Don't be like that, Chris, said the steel rods. You know what happens if nobody believes. Father Christmas disappears. Chris was pulled backwards away into the pallid frailness of the home where secrets died. The snowflakes stopped falling. And there we have it. The ice is melting, the fires are out, and I believe we've made it. We've survived for one more year. Oh my god, I can't I can't believe we've Ho 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 Come here and sit on Santa's lap. No! 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 Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.